Glory to Jesus Christ. There is no other name that has been a blessing to mankind than that glorious name of Jesus Christ. And we are proud to be associated with the name of Jesus Christ. Today I want you to listen with your heart and get the best of today's service. God has a word for you. And he has put that word in my mouth. I'll say it again. God has a word for you. And he has put that word in my mouth. Glory to God. The release of God's word is an answer to someone's heart cry. For as long as we live on earth, we will have questions. But thank God for his word. His word always brings answers. Say with me, I will receive answers today. You're not talking for another person. Say, I will receive answers today. Some 24 years ago, I didn't know, I wasn't sure of what exactly God wanted me to do. I'd known from childhood that he wanted me to speak for him. But I didn't know exactly what. And I was ready to do anything. If God wanted me to stand at the gate for him, I would stand. But I wanted to know exactly what. So I had questions. But every time I heard God's word, a portion of the answer came. A portion of the answer came. 1990, in the city of Kaduna, I sat and at Bishop Bensidaosa came for a meeting. As he was talking, answer came. The answer was like, this is what I'm talking about. Today, your answer will come. Amen. Your answer will come. Amen. Answers came. I didn't know what I know now. 1990 was 30 years ago. Until 1996. Then it was clear. This is what I want you to do. When answers come, how you live will change. When answers come, your confusions will vanish. Some of you have health conditions. There is an answer for you today. Yeah. 
there's an answer for your health condition today. Amen. I saw arthritis leave. Amen. There is an answer for your health condition today. Amen. There is an answer for your blood condition today. Amen. There is an answer for your heart condition today. Amen. There is an answer for that bone trouble today. Whether you are listening here or listening via live stream, it will be the same. It won't be any different. Lift your hand again and say, I receive answers. Spiritual transactions are real, valuable, and usable. In Romans 8 verse 5, It was talking about those that mind the things of the flesh. He said, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But those that are after the spirit mind the things of the spirit. There are things of the spirit. Tell anybody there are things of the spirit. And spiritual things are real. Transactions in the spirit are real. They are not just real, they are valuable. They are not just valuable, they are usable. See, the day you understand that spiritual transactions are real and they are valuable and usable, it changes how you live on the face of the earth. We had our Bible camp during the week and the children came out here to be prayed for. My daughter was sharing with me. I said, when her hands were laid on her, she said something came on her. I know what she's talking about. It's real. They had a little boy crying. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? It's a real transaction. Amen. Something real. I laid hands on a fellow 1998. Sorry, I'm making a mistake. 1991, I laid hands on him. He met me in 1998, seven years after. He said, that place you laid hands is still burning. When I pray, because it's a real transaction. God never spoke of spiritual transactions like something abstract. It's not a figment of someone's imagination. God said to them in, in Exodus 3.21, he said, I will give these people favor. Amen. He was talking about children. He said, he said, I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Is favor packaged in a bottle? I'm asking you. Is favor in, in sachets? Uh, is favor in, in, how do you measure it? He said, I will give them favor. So that how is he going to give it to them? That means that that transaction of favor is a real thing. In chapter 11, verse 3, put it there. Exodus 11, 3. Amen. Today I'm going to be sharing with you about the day spring from on high. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm coming to that. Now, in Exodus 11, 3, he said, and the Lord gave. Did you see that? He said in chapter 3, verse 21, he will give. Now in chapter 11 verse 3 it says, And the Lord did what? He gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Now the question is, how did he give it to them? By words. Amen. 
Spiritual transactions are real. So he gave them favor. Amen. You know, someone said, hey, someone gave me a key. Someone gave me, someone gave me um, a, a shoe. Someone gave me this. Now, God is giving favor. Amen. Now, it's in the realm of the spirit. Just as a shoe is a commodity, something you can own. Favor is something you can also what? Own. Today, you will live here with something tangible. Amen. That you took. Amen. So, spiritual transactions are real. He said, the Lord gave them favor. He gave them favor. Someone said, I've never seen favor with my eyes. But favor is real. There are many real things that are not visible to the physical eyes. You only see their effects. How many of you have seen the wind? Is the wind real? I'm asking, is the wind real? Wind, is wind real? Have you seen the wind? Is electricity real? Have you seen electricity? You see the effect of electricity. The wire is not electricity. <laughs> the cable in your house is not electricity. Electricity is just channeled through the wire. But nobody has seen electricity. But all of us here are benefiting from electricity. You will benefit from these transactions in the name of Jesus. And the Lord gave them favor. That means he could give it. In 1 Kings 4.29, the Lord gave Solomon wisdom. <laughs> Amen. He gave him what? Wisdom. The first scripture we read in Exodus 11.3, he said he gave him fav gave favor. Now he's giving what? Wisdom. Where, how did he package the wisdom? And to prove to you that it was a real transaction, after that day, Solomon came back to do his job and he did it differently. They saw that what he received was usable. Amen. Am I communicating? Because there was a judgment that they brought before him of two harlots that one had lost the child and they were not sure whose child the other one was. And then he gave judgment. They knew this is a wise king. Why? The Lord gave him what? Wisdom. What you will live here with, they will know you receive something. The Bible said when they saw Peter and John, they knew they had been with Jesus. Jesus didn't give them any physical thing. There was a transaction that took place. Are you understanding me? Just by being around Jesus, there's an influence of the spirits that came upon them. It changed how they function. You will go back to your place of work. They will know that something has happened to you. Amen. Spiritual transactions are what? They are real. They are valuable. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14, let's just read that scripture. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14, the scripture clearly said there, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. That means there are things of, the, there are things of man. There are shirts and trousers and, and shoes and wristwatches, but there are things of the spirit. Amen. He said, the natural man, the natural man, because the natural man only knows how to receive the natural things of this world. The natural man receiveth not. That means the things of the Spirit of God are supposed to be received. May you receive them today. Amen. They are supposed to be received. He said, this natural man, they are foolishness to him. Eh? They will give us wisdom today. They will give us favor today. How? What are you talking? <laughs> so I say, what are you talking about? But they are real transactions. 
He said, because neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Thank God that you can know them. That you can know them. That you can receive them. So you can receive favor. You can receive wisdom. Now, to just buttress the point that spiritual transactions are real, it, it, my mind goes to the story of Esau and Jacob. Ha! Ha! That destiny can be delivered and destiny can be lost. Amen. Are you listening to me? It can be delivered. In the story of Esau and Jacob, if you read the 25th chapter, Let's just look at verse 31 down. In Genesis 25, verse 31, we saw a spiritual transaction take place. Real transaction. And Jacob said, now means Jacob knew that these transactions are real. May you know in your heart like Jacob. Amen. May you know in your heart that what is happening here is real in the name of Jesus. That means as you were going to church, for this service, you were saying, I'm going to come back with something. So he said, Jacob said, sell me this day your birthright. He was talking about something that he could collect. Birthright? No, don't imagine. Don't think he's talking, there was a certificate they exchanged. No. Don't think there was a fiscal document. No, 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 no. There was no fiscal document exchanged. No physical document exchanged. This was purely a spiritual transaction. Sell me this day your birthright. I'm sure that Esau would have said, all these myths you believe in, all these superstitious things you believe in. Look at verse 32. We'll read down to 33. And Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? I don't think he really believed it could be transferred. Amen. So he was willing to say anything. I don't think Esau really believed that it can be transferred. But Jacob really believed and knew that this thing is tangible. <laughs> Even if it's not something you can see, it's not visible. It's something spiritually real, valuable. And look at the next verse, 33. And Jacob says, swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. That means they just exchanged words. Case closed. He said, tell me that you're giving me, I swear that you're giving me the birthright. He said, I swear I'm giving you the birthright. Thank you very much. Eat the food. He stood up and started living like somebody that has collected the birthright. Are you listening to me? He started functioning like someone that, now, I, I tell you that the next morning, they woke up normally. Until the physical thing started playing out that something has changed in the realm of the spirit. I'm announcing to somebody, you will live here today. You might walk normally. You might enter your car normally. You might open your door normally. But when you wake up the next morning, and the next morning, and the next morning, you will see that something has changed in the atmosphere. Something has been altered in the atmosphere. Because a transaction has happened in the realm of the spirits. Suddenly, the father said, it's today he wants to eat venison. Get me venison, such as my soul loveth. 
See, the thing has changed in the realm of spirit. It's just waiting for time. <laughs> Are you understanding me? To align with it. How did it happen that Rebecca heard when the man was talking to his son? Listen to me. When the transactions are completed in the spirit, time and chance will align. When the transaction is completed in the realm of the spirit, what will happen? Time and chance will align. And then you hear somebody say, I just said, let me go there. I just said, let me go there. I just said, let me do like this. Then this will happen. I remember the story of Kenneth Copeland. In the 60s, he joined Oral Roberts University in 1966. The Lord has spoken to him since 1963 to join the school. And that was where his destiny was. But he didn't obey until 1966. Then when he got to school and enrolled to start classes, now he has started hearing God's word. And he had gotten a hold of Kenneth Higgins tapes. Some transactions have started taking place in the realm of the spirit. He said, they said they were so broke, himself and Gloria Copeland and his wife, that his wife said, he said, oh, because they were supposed to relocate from their city to Tulsa, where the school was, but how would they survive? How would he go to school and work at the same time and take care of his family at the same time? He was already 30 or thereabout. And then the wife told him, we're already starving. It's better we are starving in the will of God than starving out of the will of God. Maybe that will help somebody here. Amen. <laughs> so we're already starving. It's better to starve in the will of God than to starve out of the will of God. But that's not the point I want to make. The point I want to make is that I'm talking about time and chance. When he got to a robust university, as he went to register, oh, this is the course I'll do, register. On the block, I think it had sixth, sixth floor or seventh floor. I think it was the sixth floor. The Lord told him, Go to the top floor. He said, students are not allowed on the top floor. So he said, just let it be that because he is still trying to learn to obey God. So he entered the lift. Instead of pressing the sixth, he pressed the fifth. Because the sixth floor is a robust office. When he got to the fifth floor, entered, there was nothing on the fifth floor. Nothing. They were not using it for anything. Nothing. The Lord said, I told you top floor. <laughs> so he entered back and came up the sixth floor. He said he didn't know what he was going up for. But as he came out, he met the receptionist. He just, um, um, my name is uh, <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. Um, just, I'm a student here, but just in case, I also am a commercial uh, pilot. Just in case people need a pilot, I just said, let me. That's not what he came to do. The lady said, tell that man. He turned and told another man. As he was leaving, he bumped into our robot himself. He said, did I hear you say you're a pilot? He said, yes. Say so you are the one. God told me a student was going to come. Are you listening to me? Time and chance. Something that happened in the spirits. Then time and chance starts happening. You will not meet the right people at the right time. You'll be at the right place at the right time. Listen to me. Somebody is living here with that kind of experience. I said, somebody hearing me is living here with the same kind of experience. Amen. A lady 
A pastor I know that had been a blessing to me years ago. A lady in his church was sharing the testimony. She had been believing God for a life partner for a long time. And then he laid hands on her one day and spoke words. As she was going, she was going to one of these, uh, I think Bonnie also, going by boat. As she entered the boat, the man sitting behind her was the man. <laughs> Where was he since? Time and chance. Glory to God. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Time and chance. Time and chance. Something will open for you this week. Yeah. Something will open for you before this year comes to a close. Yeah. Lift your hand and pray in tongues for a minute or two. Rata parida hando sobredike side ekle dedeke dadia. Roba handa klato prediketea. Romanda kaikapaya. Melekretia katia. Spiritual transactions are real to me. Spiritual transactions are valuable to me. Spiritual transactions are useful, usable. They are usable to me. Rabanda kapira dadada. Lemende kreti zegre doba handa bradosko. Lemende kratia kati de brado zubrede gezira. Rapa, rada, gaze, glege, zige, zigradondo, roba, hakatiata, zupretonge, bredike, rapa, igadiaba. Somebody will use it today. Lebranda, kapayagadia. Somebody will use it today. Randa, kaida, bahanda, bredosko. Rendo preti ketoso, lebranda kato predikato, rabatiata, rabando predia, ramando blegadiata, regadiate, regadiake, rebakato, regadoske, regadiate, rabando boso brigadiate leboso. In the name of Jesus. Today I didn't come to teach God's word, I came to wear you something. I came to robe you in the name of Jesus. I came to put a garment upon you in the name of Jesus. When God's word comes upon you, you'll be mantled for a new experience. A new cloak upon your soul. And that means that people will address you differently. Are you understanding me? People will address you differently. They will relate with you differently because something else has come upon you. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter 1 verse 78 and 79. In Luke 1, 78, I want you to read it with me. We're going to read 78 and 79 together. I want to go. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high had visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The day spring from on high. Hallelujah. Every individual that has received the visitation of the day spring from on high should have such a testimony. He said, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring, that means that God allowed that day spring from on high to visit us because of his tender mercy. Amen. His tender mercy. And so the day spring on high has visited us. And now, listen, when the Bible talks about the day spring, it's speaking about it like sunrise. Amen. Sunrise has visited us. 
It's like saying the sun has come up. Amen. It means that before the sun comes up, everybody is waiting. They can't carry out any activity. They can't go out. They can't walk until the sun rises. Amen. When the sun rises, the day begins. Your day will begin. The day spring is Jesus Christ. He had to arise for activity to begin. The program of God for your life cannot begin until the sun rises. I want to announce to you the sun has arisen on your behalf. He said the day spring from on high has visited us. Has visited us. Now my joy is that he didn't say he will visit us. Because as I'm talking to you today, he has already visited us. Are you listening to me? All right. It might have been prophetic for them, but for you, he has already visited you. And if he has visited you, everything that his visitation brings, you should see in your life. Are you listening to me? Everything his visitation brings, you should see in your life. Now, verse 79 says, this visitation causes that he will give light. Amen. He will give what? Light. To them that sit in darkness. And that sits in the shadow of death. Now let me say this to you. You can be born again. Now I'm using it figuratively. And somehow there is still some darkness in your life. It shouldn't be. You know, I think I was speaking just this morning. Um, in the wedding. And I said, shall and should don't mean the same thing. Amen. If you read John chapter 3, verse 16, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, he didn't say shall not, he said should not. It means a different thing. If he said shall not, that's a promise. But he said should not is a different thing. Are you listening to me? Hey, put on your English sense now. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not. That means that you might see him sick, but he should not be sick. You might see him drying up. He should not dry up. If you were doing a recipe at home, the instruction says that boil this thing for 30 minutes, then it will coagulate, it will, it will, it will form. Then you are boiled for 25, 26, 20, 30 minutes. Not, you say, what will it tell someone? It's supposed to. It's supposed to. You can't be reading it again. Something is wrong. Then you say, oh, oh, this one has expired. <laughs> there must be something wrong because it should. It should. Now, let me just draw something here. Should not perish. Is how your life is supposed to be. If there is perishing, refuse it. Today you came here and there is some form of perishing. Refuse it. In the same way, I said some believers are sitting in darkness. They should not. You might have been sitting in darkness. You should not. Why? Light has come. Light has come. The day spring of on high visited you so that those that sit in darkness will receive light. They will receive what? Light. 
and those that are in the shadow of death. Some translations say the shade of death. That means death is hovering over them. How do you know death is hovering over them? His left leg is not moving well again. Now his eyes blinking. So are you understanding me? It's, it's, Pastor, it started from here. Now it has gone to my back. The shade of death. Pastor, my throat is dry. Every, I will drink water to be dry again. As I'm pouring the water to be dry, it's as if there is a heater in my throat. It's the shade of death. There are some people that, def, you know, when there is fear of death, you're under the shadow of death. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. What he's trying to say is that naturally you're supposed to be afraid. Amen. Naturally, when you are living in fear, you can't even tell. I don't even know why I'm afraid. That's the shadow of death. Today, light has come. Everyone under the sound of my voice that is under that shade of death, light has come for you. Light has come for you. Go back, go back to go back to verse 79. To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Then he says, to guide our feet into the way of peace. I'll come back to that. To guide our feet into the way of peace. Today, as I'm speaking, because the day spring has visited you, you will receive light. No more sitting in darkness. No more sitting in the shadow of death. Now, you know, this scripture, this is Luke's own account of this scripture. This same scripture, in a way, is in Matthew chapter 4. In Matthew 4, 16, let's go there. In Matthew 4, 16, it was talking about when Jesus came to an area called Naphtali, alright, by the sea coast. When he came there, this is the description the scripture gave. Let's read together, I want to go. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. Amen. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. That part where it says light is sprung up. The Greek word light is sprung up is the same Greek word, is a similar Greek word to this spring. Amen. Light is sprung up. Here I love what he said. He said those which sat in the region. The region there is the territory where death reigns. There are some homes, are territories where death reigns. Habitations of cruelty, amen. Where death reigns. How do you know death is reigning? Everybody is sick. How do you know death is reigning? Everybody is out of job. There are some things you will never know that Satan's hand is in it until the light shines there. We had a family that came from one from God some years ago. All the sons, no head. When we say no head, it means they are a bunch of non-entities. No valuable son. It was a curse. They were in the service. It's this hall. It was an all night. I turned in the direction. I ministered to the mother. I didn't know the mother and the son. The other man I was ministering, I didn't know it was the son. As I moved from the mother, I went to the son. I didn't know it was the son. They were not sitting together. I was laying down on him. I said, you are here with somebody. He said, yes. You and all the people. And that's why the word was coming. And then I started praying for him. Only for his brother to, to also be there. And then they said, no head. 
as we finished that service, all of them started getting jobs one after the other. They came out of that region. Amen. That region. Listen, let me explain regions to you here. You can enter a region by a decision. And a region can be built around where you are. You didn't enter. It came to you. You didn't hear me well. You can walk into a region by your decision. You can make a decision and enter something. The region and shadow of death. Then at the same time, you can be on your own, doing your own thing. They will come and build a region around you. Amen. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? He said, this was not happening before. I've been living here since. It wasn't happening before. But recently, I just noticed that, you know, <laughs> but today, the day spring from on high has visited you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Even those that sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, when I read scriptures like this, we read Matthew 4, 16 now. We also read Luke 1, 78 and 79. I like showing you, you see the beauty and the depths of that word when you find out what scripture they were quoting. All of these script people were quoting Old Testament scripture. Are you understanding me? So, what were they quoting? So, we're going to go to what they were quoting. Psalm, Isaiah chapter 9. Let's start there. Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah 9 verse 1. I'm going to read 1 to 4. I'll read 1, 2, and 4 in King James. I'll read verse 3 in NKJV. Because the King James version of verse 3 is not correctly translated. Amen. Now, watch this. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation. When at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan and Galilee of the nations. Just pretend that we didn't read it. Go to verse 2. Now, verse 2 is the call. It said, this is the scripture we've been reading. Let's read together. I want to go. The people that walked in darkness. Stop. The order, in the, when it was translated, it said they sat. Now he's saying they walked. That means that's how they've been living. Amen. Are we together? The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. That means they won't walk in darkness anymore. You've been walking in darkness. Light has come for you today. The light of salvation has come for you today. The light of healing has come for you today. The light of breakthrough has come for you today. The light of prosperity has come to you today. In the name of Jesus Christ, the light for the next level has come to you today. Everything about the kingdom is light. So sometimes Satan tries to transform himself to act like light because the kingdom is light. Nobody went to heaven and saw darkness. Hello? Nobody went to heaven and saw darkness. I've seen darkness. The darkness of the devil. The Bible calls it gross darkness. Satan is the embodiment of darkness. 
maybe you don't understand what I'm saying. As a young fellow, the first visible encounter I had was of Satan. I was not sleeping. Lying down in my parents' home. And then I saw a dark cloud. There was no light. Are you understanding me? That's the light was switched off. But you, I can see, if somebody's in the room, I can see you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Okay? You know that kind of, it's not, uh, you can see. Because at least from outside there's light. Okay? So, but darkness like smoke was coming from the ceiling. And came over me. Suspended. And then he formed as a person. Just maybe not up to a feet from my face. The darkness was darker than the darkness in the room. Are you on something? The darkness of the image was darker than the darkness of the room. I didn't know who it was. I was not expecting anybody. But the Holy Ghost said to me from within, but I was calm. The calmness is not from me. Are you understanding me? I didn't plan to be calm. I'm announcing to you that whatever you meet tomorrow, you didn't plan to be calm, but you will be calm. And then the Holy Ghost spoke from inside me and said, that is the devil. What an introduction. He said, that is the devil. Ah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a very polite person. I want to say, it's a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> but I was calm. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't say anything. But I was just calm. I believe the Spirit of God allowed it. Then he left. I feel as he left, the calmness of the spirit also wore, wore out. Then I said, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Glory to God. That's an example of darkness. Then an angel visited me. The room was dark. Not on the same day. And I saw lights under the door. Bright lights. It looked like the door, you know, just from under the door. And the light was coming closer, coming closer, closer. Zoom. The angel just came out. And he walked to me. Lights. The kingdom is light. The people that walked in darkness, no more walking in darkness, Amen. have seen a great light. And they that dwell in the land, now I use the word land, we read region and shadow. In the land of the shadow of death, upon them had what? Had the light shined. Now I want to use this scripture to show you the outcome and the experience every one of us will have. You are entering September like someone that the day spring has visited. 
Look at verse 3. Now, verse 3, I said I want to read it in NKJV. So put verse 3 in NKJV. Thank you. The person that is there today is very smart. He has received light. <laughs> read it with me. Now, because light has shined, let me, what, what did he say? You have multiplied the nation and increases joy. That means that when light comes, it multiplies you and increases your joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. That means when light comes, there will be a need to rejoice. I have been multiplied. Because light has come. My joy is increased. Let me explain joy increased. Let me explain joy increased. If you were employed somewhere and in the first month they say, this is your employment letter. Are you not happy that you got a job? Maybe you've not had a job for a long time. And so you're happy that you got a job. Then you get to the office, they say, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, this is your office table. Wow, this is your office chair. Okay. Then they go in and come and say, this is your khaki, your official car. <laughs> Will your joy be the same way? <laughs> Your joy is increased. You come the next day, they say, there's an official three-bedroom apartment um, for you. What will you do? Your joy is increased. I just, then they say, every three months, you'll be going on a foreign trip. What, what will you do? Ah. Now, when light comes, <laughs> your joy will be increased. So get ready for increased joy. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 4, I'm going somewhere. Because when the light came, he said, For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, the yoke of his burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Bidian. That means that the reason why he was walking in darkness and sitting, that he was under oppression. But when light came, it broke the yoke. When light came, the rod of the oppressor was removed. You will not be oppressed anymore. Light has come. Now, that means the experience all of us are entering is the experience of multiplied, um, being multiplied and having increased joy. If you were one, you will be two. If you were at five, you will be 50. Listen to me. Multiplication. God understands the difference between addition. Go and read Acts. The Lord added to the church, such as you say. Then the Bible says, and now they multi, the disciples multiplied. He knows the difference between addition and multiplication. Some of you have had addition this year. Let me stand here and announce. It's time for multiplication. Some of you have had addition this year. I stand today and announce it's time for multiplication. Hey, it's time for multiplication. Sit down. Some of you don't understand. That's why I started by telling you that these are real transactions. I am giving you something now. I said I'm giving you something now. 
listen, it's like, it's like I'm putting something tangible in your pocket. And I'm announcing, you have had addition. Now, receive multiplication. See, the liftings of God are not one, two, three. They're not one, two, three. They're not one, two, three. You can be at level one this morning. By the time today comes to an end, you are level eight. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because these transactions are real transactions. Say they are real. They are valuable. They are usable. Look, there are people sitting close to you. Ask them their testimony. Real, tangible testimonies of favor. Tangible testimonies of favor. And this is consistent everywhere. Everywhere. Consistent everywhere. Glory to God. Multiplication. When light shows, multiplication happens. Yesterday I was, I, I, I was with uh, the Kichima's kids, two of them. They wanted to join, enter my car. They said, uh, Pastor, Pastor, I want to enter your car. I said, okay, enter the car. So I was going to the laundry myself to pick my clothes. I don't normally go in, but um, the road where the laundry is was blocked as they were doing road construction work there. So I had to park and um, walk closer to the place. So I couldn't leave the kids in the car, so they came down with me. And uh, we got there. I didn't have the teller that they normally um, use. Um, so I had to talk to the person. I said, see, I had some clothes here. Da, da. They said, okay, they all greeted me. Da, da, da. And then I said, please check how much it is. I, didn't, I was not even with my card. So I didn't even know how much it would be. You know? I, don't, I didn't even know how much cash I, I went in there. I was with. Are you understanding me? But I had to pick the clothes. So I walked in there and I said, how much? She said, she did 13,000, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay. As I put my hand in my pocket, a man standing there said, sir, are you the pastor? I said, he said, please let me pay for it. So, everybody was just looking. I'm like, I don't understand. So he was putting on a, a, a nose mask. Everybody had to put on something to come to the place. So I said, do I know you? What's your name? He told me his name. I said, I don't know. He said, no, you don't know me. But you are the pastor now. Let me pay. <laughs> so I said, can you take off your mask? Let me see your face. He took it off. He said, no, I, I want to pay. So he paid. Now, what touched me the most was not just that he paid, and I'm grateful to God for that. We're leaving, so Vicky and um, Gabby... There's the two younger daughters, they were with me. As we were walking out, Vicky said, Pastor, you used to preach about this thing. Now I'm seeing it happen. <laughs> How old is she? How old is she? She's nine. She observed. She said, Pastor, you used to preach about this thing. And then she said, she told me what she's believing God for. I can't tell you what it is. And she told me what she was believing God for. I said, okay, it will come. Glory to God. She saw. What I'm trying to explain to so you, these are real transactions. It's just that she went out with me today, I heard that day, and so she saw it. You will have such real transactions around you. These things we are talking about, you say, that's my life, oh. That's our life. That's how it happens, oh. 
that's that thing they're talking about is our life. Glory to God. Our life is favor upon favor. It's favor upon favor. That's, that's my life they're talking about there. So when I start talking about ah, people that are acquiring um, property around the city, say, that's my life. That's my life. That's my life. People that are shaking their communities. Amen. That, that's my life. Amen. I just said, put that increasing in capacity. People are shifting levels. Amen. Glory to God. That's my life. <laughs> that blood that was spilled was not wasted on me. <laughs> For thou hast broken the yoke of his body and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. No more oppression. Anyone under the sound of my voice that has been oppressed, and you walked in here, and there's any kind of oppression today by the lights that has come. You are free. You are delivered. You are delivered. You are delivered. You are delivered. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your two hands and say, I'm free. No oppression. Now, let me explain something to you. If you have been falling into death, owing, you were owing before, then you are free, then you owe again. Today, see, death, owing, there are factors around it. I won't have the time to talk about it. But number one, there is a mindset that needs to be corrected. When this light shines, it will shine on your thinking. It will regulate how you think. And that mindset will be addressed. That thing that makes you make decisions that puts you in death. Are you understanding me? How can you, you know, how can someone be coming out from debt and entering a bigger debt with you? Yeah? They say, ah, I'm owing one million. Can you borrow me two million to pay my one million? I want to use one million and pay. Then I want to just use one million. I've suffered now. Now you are owing two million. Now you are looking for someone that will give you three million. To pay the two million. Amen. Amen. No, sir. You don't even have to get any other loan. Are you understanding what I'm saying? From where you are. Ay, 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 ay. If you are owing any debt, put the figure on your mind as I'm talking. Put the figure on your mind as I'm talking. Listen, today, light will shine on you. Amen. The day spring from on high has visited you. Amen. You will come out of this and you will not owe again. Amen. It's better that people are owing you. Amen. 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 So if you are talking like you don't want that one, it's better can you be a child of God? There are some places you can't pass. And because you are in death, you are still acting like a wicked person. 
you are blocking somebody's line. He didn't do anything to you. Someone that was kind to you, now you are blocking his line. Because of death now, you are lying. As I'm talking to you now, I have cancer. Because of one millionaire, you are collecting cancer. I don't think I'll recover. Just cancel the debt. There are people like that. Some of you, you know what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. There are some people that will never come near you because of what you owe. Some people have borrowed from all their relatives. They have now entered extended family. <laughs> they have finished their mother's family, their father's family. They are now entering the in-laws. That is oppression. It's bondage. And today, I've come to liberate you from that bondage. People have shared testimonies of financial breakthroughs coming out of financial death. Some of us were talking about getting into financial prosperity. There are some people, it's not financial prosperity, they just want to come out of minus. They just want to hit zero. Are you understand what I'm saying? Their heart is just to hit zero. Ha! This is the first time in the last 21 years I'm not owing any money. They just want to hit zero because they've been in the minus. So if you are buying a shoe in the supermarket, it's not your own. Are you understanding me? In the shop, it's not your own. Because somebody owns it. Today I speak over you. As that figure is in your mind, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, let it begin to melt from now. Let that mountain melt like wax in the presence of God. Let that mountain of death begin to melt like wax in the presence of God. Let that mountain begin to melt in the name of Jesus. May the wisdom of God rise in your soul. And guide your feet in the way of peace. Amen. Go back to my scripture. Luke 179. To give light to them that sit in darkness inside of them. And to guide our feet. To guide our feet. Into where? Into the way of peace. My prayer is that as the year comes to a close. May God guide your feet into the way of peace. Let me speak over those of you here. The Lord guide your feet into the way of peace. The Lord guide your feet into the way of peace. The Lord guide your feet into the way of peace. What happens when your feet is guided in the way of peace? In Isaiah 59 verse 8, it talks about the way of peace. 
It says the way of peace they know not. So what will happen? So there is no judgment in their goings. That means that they always make the wrong decisions. Amen. Are you getting me? That's why they will enter from one death to another death. But when your feet is guided in the way of peace, you will know the right judgments to make. Then it says, they have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. It's decisions. When God is guiding you in the way of peace, you start making right decisions. Listen, life is just a collection of the decisions you made. You are a summary of all the decisions you have made. Are you listening to me? So, because light is shining on you, you will make the right decisions. He will guide you with his eye. Praise the Lord. He say, everybody's doing, everybody's doing, uh, what are the businesses that are doing now? Everybody's doing Forex. You go and carry your grandfather's assets and put it in the Forex. Even your grandfather, he rolled in the grave. <laughs> what a loss. Are you listening to me? But when he's guiding your faith in the way of peace, See, in the New Testament, there is an umpire of us in our soul, the peace of God that passes all understanding. All right? It will guard your heart. It guards and guides. So you will not make a wrong judgment call. It could be about relationship. It could be about business. It could be about your family. Someone can just wake up and say, eh, um, we're packing from, we're, we're from Portacot, we're relocating to Enugu. And Enugu is where they will bury him. Enugu, that Enugu will be his, his cemetery. Wrong decision. Then someone else will say, we're living from Portacot, I'm going to start living at, it could just be, he's saying, sure, I'm, from, I'm going to live in Bori, and Bori is his heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Why? God guided his feet in the way of peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't follow people. Don't follow, people. follow the leading follow the of the Spirit. It's good to hear counsel from other people. What are you doing? Wow. It be inspired what they're doing. After that, go and pray. Pray. Wait. Get clarity. You know, some, you can jump into something, and because you have already entered, you just keep going. I don't already enter. Wait till I go do. Wait till I go do. Wait till I go do. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, jump out. <laughs> jump out. They were counseling someone that people that maybe were kidnapped and put in the boots or something like that. I, I read um, and I also watched the clip, you know. So the, the person comes and said that if that kind of thing happened to you, jump out of the car. He said, what if I enjoyed myself? I break a bone. He said, a broken bone is better than they slaughter you. Because where they carry you to, maybe they want to use you for pepper soup. I just that me. It's better you come out with a broken bone. So, it doesn't matter how long you have been in the wrong path. Jump out today. Amen. 
Are you listening to me? Jump out. Jump out. Allow him guide you in the way of peace. Many Christian businesses will do better if they will follow that leading. Now, COVID, the fear of COVID has died or is dying for many. And economic activity is picking up in some cities and in some countries. What are you going to do? Are you going to do what everybody's doing? Say, ah, this is what we're doing now. You know, you know, this, this, that. <laughs> Don't do what everybody's doing. Don't do what everybody's doing. Let him guide your feet in the way of peace. Let me just drop this. Sometimes it's not about the business you are doing. It is how you are doing it. It's how you are doing it. You can be in the thing that God wants you to do. You know there's some people that <laughs> a, a pastor was in ministry. He says, ah, you know, and I said, man, this thing. And this. I said, see, it's the way you're doing it. It's the way you're doing it. You can be serving God like, well, you can be serving God and you're not happy that you're serving God. Lester Sumrall, when he is a man of God, when he was called of God, he was rebellious at 17. So he had a vision. He saw a Bible and a coffin. God told him, choose one. So he woke up the next morning, he carried his Bible and went to preach with anger. Are you understanding me? Yes, and uh, the way he's even preaching to the people. If I don't give a life to Christ. <laughs> the reason I'm just here is that God wants to kill me. <laughs> that is different. Are you understanding me? So the way he's going to be serving God is going to be different. Praise the Lord. Someone can be in church. God told you that you should be in Renaissance Assembly and serve. But how are you serving? Are you serving like sigh for me? <laughs> you know? Or you are doing it joyfully. Amen. Are you doing it joyfully? They say we should go for evangelism. They want to kill us in this church every day. Evangelism, every day, evangelism. Oh, yeah, now we have gone for the evangelism. Now they say favor will come. Let me see whether the favor will come. How will the favor come? Oh, they've announced fasting. Fasting is coming for convention. They've announced fasting. Ah, but they want to kill us. Oh. <laughs> You've not seen brethren. <laughs> they are not eating, oh. but they are the bunch of complain. We're fasting now. Until they will not rest until they see our bone. Then you're expecting the fast to work out. Are you understand what I'm saying? Then at the end of it, they say, ah, I fasted. They say we should fast. I fasted all the fasting. Nothing. I had a lecturer in the university. He bugged my life a lot. Anytime he said, Pastor, come, come, come. I'm going my way. He said, come. And because 
I still have like three or so courses to do with him. So I will just come. He said, let us discuss. It's the same thing we discussed before that we're going to discuss again. He said, Pastor, you are a man of God. Now answer me. Why is it that? He goes to one of one church. He was going to one church in Port Harcourt then, you know, a vibrant church. He said, why is it that? I'm the only one in that church that does not have testimony. Every Sunday they have testimony in the church. Instead, when I joined the church, they stole my car. And robbers took my car. Pastor, I want, you, I want you to answer me. I will try to get my way out of it. Something will maybe distract us. I will leave. Another day you see me. Say, Pastor, come, come, come. I don't know whether he has forgotten that he has asked me the question before. Now, let me tell you something. He call, he's calling me man of God. Come. So he knows I'm a man of God. So one day there's an assignment that we can only submit if we buy his book. So I bought the book, I think, late, and I submitted it late. So when I came, I said, sir, I was apologizing. I gave him what I was to give him, the um, assignment. He said, you want me to collect this assignment now? I'm not collecting from anybody again. He said, but come, come, come. He took me in, collected the assignment. Now, I can't remember the figure, but let's just assume he gave me 100 naira. He said, take, man of God, go and buy banana for me, granite, garden egg, coke, <laughs> bread. Are you understanding me? But it's 100 naira he gave me. He now gave me a list of things to buy. That's what I was going to say. After he be asking, why they're stealing your car? <laughs> are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? After you be asking, why those kind of things are happening to you? I did not argue. I went and bought it. <laughs> and gave it to him. I said, he said, oh, well done, well done, well done. Glory to God. Me, that is man of God. Imagine what he's doing to people. Are you listening to me? The Lord will guide you. Your feet in the way of peace. Let's rise to our feet. Lift both hands to God and just pray for a minute or two. Then I will just declare the words that God has put in my heart. Pray for a minute or two according to what you heard today. Pose kika prahaskete akata. Randa kapia to sobre grika to bregadiete. La patonga brediske plato bredia katoso. Lebrando sopredike sobrediske plato sobregadiete. Randa kasikle to solobom bregadiete. Barata shalamando lebos bregadiete. Malos ke preto salava handa bradiske. Baros ke preto so brigadiete. Lashura hande greduske. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Kobranda kazuble dike zigatie telegadiete. Ruba katosho labanda bradie gadiate halagadiete. Ruba katia taliga handa gadiate taliga diata. 
In the name of Jesus, lift your hands toward heaven. I speak over you that the outcome of your life in the remaining part of this year will be as the one that the day spring from on high has visited. Light has come. No more sitting in darkness. No more sitting in the shadow of death. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I speak over you that because of this light today, multiplication has come. I declare that your joy is increased from here. In September, you will have more joy than you had in August. September, October, November, December, you have more joy than you had between January and August. Enter the region of increased joy. In the name of Jesus. When they will count happy people, they will count you. When they will count fulfilled people, they will count you. It will be for you favor upon favor. Favor heaped on favor. You will have enough favor to share. You will have enough favor to share. In the name of Jesus. The remaining months of this year will salute you. They will salute you. September will salute you. October will salute you. November will salute you. December will salute you. In the name of Jesus Christ. That thing you carry in you to deliver this year. Receive strength to give birth to it. That thing you carry in your spirits to bet before this year comes to a close. Now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, receive strength to give birth to it. In the name of Jesus, I summon men and resources to gather around you for that desire of yours to be accomplished. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is your amen you are saying. <laughs> Many more people will join you and say the amen. This amen that is coming from your house. Other houses around you will join you and say this amen. Ha 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 ha. Rendo koprate kato salabaya. Lemende kreto barika tiata. Jeprato salabanda klatose. Randa kaida handa labo bregadiate. 
Listen to me. Listen to me. In the month of September, serve the Lord more than you've ever served him. I listen to me. Serve him more than you've served him. God taught me service. As a young child, a young boy, I was in my parents' house. I heard a voice. If you obey and serve me, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. It is in Job 36, 11. I opened my Bible and saw it for the first time. So I said, all I'm supposed to do is obey and serve you. That's not the problem. We will die there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's not the problem. Amen. Obey and serve you, no problem. Glory to God. Listen to me. Serve the Lord. You will spend the remaining year, days of 2020 in prosperity. Yeah. You will spend the remaining months in pleasures. Listen, if Chevron pays well, God pays better. Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear me well, you didn't hear me well. I said, if mobile pays well, God pays better. Yes, God is bigger than Chevron. Yes, God is bigger than mobile. Oh, yes. God is bigger than Shell. Yes. Serve him from where you are. That little that has been committed to your hand, do it with all your might. Give it your best all the time. Are you understanding me? Give it your best all the time. In the month of September, see, sign up for service. Sign up for service. Servitude. Are you getting me? More than you ever did. Your joy is increased. And you are multiplied. Father, we thank you. We give you praise for everyone here under the sound of my voice. Nobody's living here empty. Transactions have taken place. Real transactions have taken place. Valuable transactions have taken place. Usable transactions. What you have received, you can use. You will use it tomorrow. You will use it next week. You will use it next month. And the remaining part of this year, you will keep using it. Because it's now yours. Begin to thank him for what you received. Be specific about what you received. And thank him for what you received. Be specific about what you received. And thank him for what you received. At this point, I'm going to pray for those that need to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm going to pray for those that need to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. 